Hey, everybody, it's Nick. Hola, Nick! Just wanted to take a few minutes to let you fine folks know how you can contact us. You can find us on Twitter at the It's Too Wordy One and on Instagram. Just look for It's Too Wordy. We also have a Discord set up, The Haunted Log. If you like what you hear, maybe considering throwing us some of your spare change. Maybe some of your hard-earned loot. Maybe some stuff you find in your car cushions. Who knows? Anything will go a long way. And you can do that by visiting our Patreon page at Patreon backslash house bts thanks for listening hope you enjoy this episode welcome to the haunted log old time radio midnight theater presents i love a mystery this radio program is from 1939 to 1944 written by carlton e morris tonight we are doing episodes of the thing that cries in the night episodes seven eight and nine they came out in november 1949. I'm here with Kirk, Ryan, and we are going to discuss how we feel about the episodes after we listen to them, so sit back and enjoy. The Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love a Mystery, transcribed. I swear to my grandma, I ain't never seen a screwier set up than this one. Crying. Juicedly interesting, though, isn't it? You mean all these female women are running around in flimsy wisps of lace wanting to be rescued? No, I don't mean female women running around in wisps of lace. <laughs> the thing that bothers me is there ain't no sense to nothing. Well, I imagine these will make plenty of sense once we get on the right track. For instance, what's Jack got us up here patrolling this hall for? But naturally, Doc, after the attempt to kill Hope and Cherry. Yeah, I know, but why is he making everybody stay in his own bedroom? Job over in that room pied, Hope across the hall still sleeping off her chloroform, Faye and Cherry in the next room. Uh, how come he let Cherry go in a Faye anyway? Hmm, because her room's up on the third floor, for one thing. Well, so's Grandma Martin's. Yet Jax wants, uh, he went and let her go up there alone. I'm trying. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, we're guarding everybody but Grandma. I wonder why that is. Well, I suppose Jack thinks she's not in any danger. Just the three girls and Job, huh? Another reason for putting Cherry with Faye. Yeah? She's just recovering from this new attack on her. Valley Brutal, if you ask me, and I don't think she's going to be able to take much more of it. Are you talking about Cherry? Yes, that beastly, strained expression on her face. Desperation. She shouldn't be left alone for a moment until this business is settled, in my opinion. Yeah, well, well what do you suppose Jack's doing? I think he's going over the house, room by room. But we already done that, Reggie. Mm, not with any great care. Just made sure there was no one in the house besides those who belong here. Well, what's he expect to find? Well, if someone was in the house long enough to give Hope chloroform and tear Cherry's clothes and slash her, he must have left some clue of his presence. And anybody leave anything around, Jack's the hombre to find mm, it. quiet. You know, that's the funny thing about Cherry. Of course, it was dark in her room, but even if it was, it's kind of queer that she didn't get some idea of the slasher while she was fighting him off. Mm, too terrifying, I suppose. Mind frozen her. Well, anyway, whether it was a man or a woman... I have an idea it was a woman myself. Yeah? I think Jack does, too. Did you see those scratches on her neck and arm? A man's fingernails aren't ordinarily long enough to do that. Hey, I didn't notice that. 
Hey, Faye's door's open. Cherry, you little fool, come back here. Now, 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 look here, Cherry. You can't come out here. But I've got to. But you look ill. You should be lying down. I'm all right. She insists that she's got to see Joe. I do. I've got to. Now, 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 look here. Jack said that you all got to stay where he put you until he said you could come out. Now, he sent us up here to see that you stayed put. But it's important. Besides, Brother Job's so spiffocated, nothing would make sense to him anyway. I don't care. I love him, and he's in danger. Mm, but he can't be in any immediate danger. We've been right outside his door all the time. Oh, I'm going. Well, what you think we ought to do, Reg? Well, look here. Suppose I go hunt up Jack and ask him. Yeah, you do that. But I mustn't no, wait. No, I'll only be a minute or two. When the terrified mouse gets an idea into her head, there isn't much use arguing with her. But it's important. Well, it's going to have to wait until Reggie gets back. Now, look at Cherry. You should get out of them torn clothes. What you still wearing them for? I offered to help her get out of them and put on one of my bathrobes, but try to talk her into anything that makes sense. You ain't sewed in them for the winter, are you? I'm afraid to go up to my room to get anything else. I told you you could have something of mine. No, no. Well, what you scared of your room for? It ain't nobody up there now. Maybe there is. Hey, no, there ain't. We give you a room a going over. They, they like my room. They can come any time they want to. You mean there's a secret door or something? No, there's no secret door. Then how the heck can they come to your room any time they want to? I don't know. And I'm getting pretty fed up with these they folks. Who are they anyhow? I don't know. Y- you know, Faye, she just plain don't make sense. Don't look at me. I'm a stranger here myself. Yeah. Hey, looky, Cherry. Are they the ones who've got the baby that balls every time something's about to happen? I don't know. I think so. That baby gag gets me down. A house full of widows, spinsters, and neurotics. What's a baby doing here? Well, maybe the stork brought it. Oh, don't be silly. There hasn't been a stork seen in this neighborhood since the year of the big freeze. You know, that's darn funny about this house. Here you are, three of the prettiest girls I ever laid eyes on. And ain't even one of you got a boyfriend. Hope had one, but he's in the corpse department just at present. You mean that chauffeur? Who else? But, well, that ain't no honest-to-goodness boyfriend like you girls should ought to have. Well, you got everything, Faye. What's the matter with you? I'm immune. That ain't normal. So what? So it ain't normal. Maybe I was born in a refrigerator and never thawed out. What about you, Cherry? I've got to talk to Job. Well, you'll just have to wait till Reggie gets back. Ain't you interested in men? Yes. You are? Well, why ain't you got a feller then? They won't let me. Hey, now, look, that ain't no answer. I don't I don't care who they are. Nobody can keep a girl from having a boyfriend if she wants one. I tell you, they won't let me. Well, why not? They don't want any of us to know a man. They're afraid we'll marry and have children. Terry, what are you talking it's about? It's true. They want the Martin family to end right here. Durned if I don't think you're talking to your hat. Oh, here comes Reggie. Can I go to Job now? Now, hold your horses. Uh... What about it, Reggie? It's all right for her to go in, but first Jack wants her clothes. Hey! Please, Mr. York. Oh, but I say, I, I mean, he positively wants them, wants me to bring them down to him immediately. Well, it's hardly ever done. I mean, just asking a girl for clothes. Well, if Jack wants them, he's going to get them. Now, uh, go on back in Faye's room, Cherry, and take them off. If I do, then can I see Joe? Yep, so so hurry up. Yes, you'll have to put on something of mine. No, I won't. Then how about me going up and getting something for her out of her room? No, but you, you can't do that. But Reggie can. Oh, look here. Now, now go on, Reggie. Uh, pajamas and a bathrobe. Anything you can find. Now I'm a ballet ladies' maid, and I resent it. <laughs> okay, get inside and shove things through a crack in the door fast as they come off. All right, here, I'll help you, Cherry. What's the idea, anyway? Probably wants to examine them for clues. Here you are. Okay, a dress. What's he expect to find? Slip. I don't know. Uh-huh. Slip. Here are shoes. Shoes. Stockings. Yeah, stockings. 
All right, here you are. Uh-huh. A top doodad, a bottom doodad. Is that all? Isn't that enough? What do you want, her skin? Oh, did, did you get something, Reggie? There's a whole armful of stuff. She should find something in this. <laughs> yes, she ought to, all right. Here you are, Faye. What? All this? Well, she don't have to put it all on. <laughs> That's good of you. All right, get into some of this junk, Miles, then you can go and see the good-natured drunk. I'd better take these clothes down to Jack. Oh, stick around until she goes across to Job's room. Oh, where is Jack? Down the library. He's got quite a collection of stuff down there. Search is what? I didn't get much chance to examine it. Things he's picked up around the house. Well, anyway, you don't look quite so bedraggled now. All right, boys, let's go. Hurry. I've waited too long now. Okay. Come on. Uh, You better come along, too, Faye. So you can keep an eye on me? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Okay now, Cherry. We'll give you five minutes with him. That's all I want. All right, Job, here's a visitor. Hey. Doc, what is it? Well, well, where, where the heck is he? He's gone. I knew he was. I knew well, it. Well, why the heck didn't you say so then? How'd he get out? Here's how he got out, opened the window, and slid down the drain pipe. Well, that's great. Jack's going to be mighty proud of yeah, us. But look here. Why, why would he want to do a thing like that for? Silly question number one. What you mean? You didn't think Brother Job would stay put without plenty of liquid refreshment, did you? You mean he sneaked out for a few snores? But he shouldn't have. He must come back right away. He must. Why must he? He'll get him. They'll get him this time. I know they will. Is that what you wanted to tell him? Yes. I wanted to tell him to stay here where you could watch him. They're just waiting, waiting. Reggie, get downstairs and tell Jack what's happened. Right. Don't leave the girls alone for a minute, Doc. Come on, you two. Get back into Faye's room. Come on, Miles. Why did he go? Because he likes the taste of the stuff. He's breaking Grandma's heart. Well, Grandma broke his spirit. Turnabout's fair play. No, you mustn't say that, Faye. Hey, wait a minute, huh? I want to look in and see if Hope's all right. Uh, You two wait right here by the door so as I can see you all the time. Now, don't neither of you move. Yeah, she's all right. Poor little fella. Keep right on her sleeping, honey. She's all right? Yeah, sleeping like a baby. All right, come on back to your room. Say, how much longer are you three super sleuths think you're going to keep us undercover? Until Jack says to let you out. Well, I'm getting pretty sick of being a prisoner in my own house. We're just doing it for your own good. It isn't any good locking us up. It ain't, huh? No. When they want to strike... They'll strike whether you're here or not. And what you think we'll be doing all that time? It won't make any difference what you're doing. If you understood, you'd know that. Well, then, why don't you come out and make us understand? You can't. Nobody understands but me. <laughs> She's psychic. I don't know. I just know, that's all. Well, all I gotta say is, if you hadn't told us so much it's come true already, I'd say you were the screwiest screwball dame I ever did see. You wasn't so little and purty along with you. Hey, here comes Reggie back. He's going to get mighty sick of those stairs if this keeps up. Uh, how about it, Reggie? What's Jack say? Well, he's going out to find Job. While he's gone, he doesn't want us to leave the girls for a second. Oh, stick right with him, huh? Right. I'm to go and sit in my Hope's bed and stay right beside her. And I'm to chaperone Faye and Cherry, huh? Right. Go in Faye's room with them. Don't let either one of them out of your sight. Well, what about Grandma upstairs? Oh, leave her alone. She won't be bothered. It's the girls that are in danger. Oh, no. Hey, hey, what's the matter? He did it. He did it again. Look. Her shoulder. She's been slashed again. Yes, they did it. They did it. Cherry, Cherry, how did it happen? I don't know. I was just standing here. I felt a sting on my shoulder. She's been slashed, all right. Just like the others. It isn't possible. We were all standing right here. There isn't anyone else. Yes, there is. They were here. They were here. Cherry, stop it. They slashed me. They slashed me.
The further transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. The Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love a Mystery, transcribed. Keep changing those cold compresses on Job's head. I want to bring him around as quickly as possible. All right. Shall I let his head hang over the foot of the lounge this way? Yes, that'll bring the blood up where he needs it most. Doggone, fella. You must have popped Brother Job a whopper. I had to. Well, what happened? Well, the minute you told me he'd escaped from his bedroom and slid down the drain pipe, I dropped everything and went after him. But how'd you know where to look, Jack? Where would you look for a thirsty man? The nearest bar. And he was there? Yes, just getting ready to go on to bigger and better things. And you said, come on back, and he wouldn't come, so you floored him. Something like that. You sure all the girls are locked up in their bedrooms so there's no chance of them getting out? Yeah, and I don't mind saying they resent it. They'll just have to resent. Boy, the things Faye said would have skinned them you. Living up to a reputation as the family vulgarian, huh? No fooling. Doggone no, I hated to take that little old cherry girl back up to her room. She didn't want to go so bad. Why'd you insist on it? Because I want each girl locked up separately. Uh, Hope's still unconscious? She's just sleeping now, I think. Seems like Grandma's keeping awful close to her room up on the third floor. She's all right. Jack, you say you want the three girls locked up separately. Why? I want to see what'll happen. You mean if the baby'll cry, then one of them gets a business. Yes. But ain't that dangerous? This time, one of them might get killed. How? If they can't get out, how can anyone get into them? You got me, fella. But Cherry insists they can't. It's just like her getting sliced on the shoulder out yonder in the hall when we was all standing right there. Did you have your eyes on Faye all the time? I say. Hey, you mean... I just asked if you had your eyes on Faye all the time. Well, no, of course not. But what would Faye want to go and slash your sister for? And more than that, uh, Cherry said they did it. All right, they did it. But couldn't Faye be one of them? Job, I'd never thought of that. The woman in this someplace, whoever tore her clothes and slashed her up in her room earlier this afternoon, was a woman. Mm, you mean those fingernail scratches on her neck and shoulder? Yes, they were narrow and pointed. Faye's nails are like that. Most women's are these days. Doggone, but I'm balled up. About what? About everything. You think maybe Faye shot the chauffeur last night, too? She had the opportunity. But she screamed and brought us down when she found him. Why not? Make it look like she was innocent. Yes, she could have, all right. Yes, but why would she want to? Well, she may have done it to keep her sister Hope from becoming involved. Or she may have seen him leaving the front door with Hope's dress in her hands and, believing the worst, killed him on the spot. Yeah, but that'd mean that she was prowling around the house with a gun in her hand. What'd she want to be doing that for? Well, she knew Hope was out with him. She might have gone to Job's room, got his gun with a silencer, and waited for them to come back. Well, we know the gun that killed him had a silencer, all right. And that gun was Job's. You sure about that? Certainly. How many guns with silencers have you seen in your life? Oh, a couple or three. Which means that guns equipped for silence are about as scarce as hen's teeth. All right, I get your point. Well, if Faye is the one, are you going to turn the information over to police? Not yet. I want to know for sure. I talked to the police, and they're sure the chauffeur was a gangster and that he was wiped out by rival gunmen. 
Let them work on that theory. We'll go on working on this angle. Uh, then, then you think for sure what's going on is an inside job? Well, maybe not entirely, but there's someone working on the inside. Finger for the gang on the outside, huh? Something like that. And, and it's Faye? Well, certainly her skirts aren't any too clean. But why? What's it all about? You know as much as I do, Doc. They may be trying to frighten Grandma Martin into paying blackmail. She knows something about this she's not telling, that's certain. But that's silly. Why'd she bring us in here to clear up this mess and then hold out information on us? Afraid to tell us? Trying to protect someone? How do I know? Yeah. Jack, Job's conscious. What's that? Quiet. Had his eyes open. Closed them again when he saw me looking at him. All right, Job. Oh, what a head. Can you sit up? I don't know. Well, come on, try it. Oh. Say, what'd you hit me for? Because you wanted to argue about coming back, and I didn't have time to argue. Wasn't very friendly. I'm not here to be friendly. You sober? Yeah, I feel terrible. I'm not surprised. I always feel terrible when I'm sober. Like a fish out of water, huh? Look, be a good guy. There's a bottle of brandy in the buffet. Go get it, Reggie. Right on. Job. Well? There isn't a doubt in the world your gun killed the chauffeur. Now, where is it? It's gone. I know it's gone. Where to? I don't know. I looked in my bureau drawer for it. I wasn't there. Why do you keep a gun with a silencer? It was a birthday present from Faye. Hey, a birthday present from Faye? Yes. But why would she give you a present like that? I always thought it would be fun to have one, so she got it. Here you are, Jack. No, I'll just take the bottle. On the other hand, you get one drink. That's all. One drink. Maybe after you've talked a while, you can have another. Here. That better? Yeah, a little. Job, did you approve of Hope running around with a family chauffeur? Hope is old enough to vote. Isn't it the fact that your grandmother fired the last four chauffeurs because they were too friendly with Hope? Sure. As the man of the family, what did you think of this? Grandma wears the pants in this family. You had no desire for revenge on them for dragging your sister down to their level? Look, we got a motto in this house. You mind your business and I'll mind mine. So you were willing to look the other way, no matter what happened to your sisters. Oh, let me alone, will you? Another thing. Cherry says you and Hope are in grave danger. Oh, she's always talking. But why did she link you and Hope together? Did it have anything to do with her escapade with the chauffeur? I don't know, I tell you. I don't know what Cherry's talking about nine-tenths of the time. You don't think you're in danger? Sure, I'm in danger. Everybody's in danger. You might get hit by a car or anything might happen. No, I mean specific danger. Oh, nuts. You say that, yet you know that someone tried to chloroform Hope this afternoon. Maybe she tried to commit suicide. How do I know? Well, it's possible. Except that there have been attacks on Cherry, too. Yeah. Somebody scratched it with a pin. Cut, not a scratch. And it was done with something very sharp. Do you use a safety razor? Yeah, but if you think I'm going around cutting up Cherry with a safety razor blade, you're crazy. I didn't say that. More than that, Cherry was thrown downstairs. And at the same time Hope was chloroformed, she was unconscious and slashed up in her room. Well, nobody's dead, is he? Except the chauffeur and he doesn't count. Why not? I asked why the chauffeur doesn't count. He's not in the family. He was attached to the family. Okay, he was attached to the family. So what? You know, Job, I'm getting the impression that you're getting a great deal of satisfaction out of that murder. How about another nip? No. You don't like Faye, do you? As a brother likes any sister. That's not answering my question. You don't like her, do you? If she was dead, I'd send flowers to the funeral. Oh, look here. Man. That's an ugly thing to say. Well, you asked me, didn't you? This is the first time we've seen you sober since we arrived. I've got a hunch I'd like to see you and Cherry together when you're in this condition. And what's that for? Well, you object? Look, don't I feel bad enough now without you bringing that terrified mouse down to whisper about the horrible death that's in store for me? Uh-huh. 
Yes, I think I'd like to see you and Cherry together. Doc, you want me to go get it? No, I want you and Reggie to stay here with Job and keep that bottle away from him till I get back. You hear that, Job, old kid? I won't be gone but a minute. Say, old chap, you know, you'd be a handsome man if you didn't have such an unhealthy pallor. <laughs> no. How long have you been hitting it up like this? A year, two years, I forget. You like the stuff? In such large quantities, I mean? Oh, now, lay off, will you? Fine. Sorry. You don't understand folks like him, Reggie. No? Mm-mm. Folks like him is tickled to death with themselves. That's why they pour it in. Because they like themselves so much they can't stand it. Oh, you're pretty smart, aren't you? They call him the good-natured drunk. But where does his nice disposition go to when he's sober? Look, you two, just leave me alone, will you? Oh, sure, sure. We don't really like to torture dumb animals. Thanks for nothing. What's Packard want to bring Cherry down here for? He has his own reasons. Maybe he wants your little sister to see you when you ain't plastered. Because uh, Cherry told us she loved you a lot. Yeah, I'll bet she did. Yes, she did. We both heard her. First time I knew Cherry had a sense of humor. She didn't say it like she thought it was funny. All right, stop it, will you? He's going to bring her down here. Why doesn't he do it? Go away. Go away. It's just me, Cherry. Oh. Hello. Who did you think it was? They... They were outside just a minute ago. What's that? Yes, they were. They tried the handle. I saw it moving. And then when they found out it was locked, I heard them whispering. Could you hear what they said? No, just whispering. Men's voices or women's voices? I don't know. Just whispering. You might have been mistaken. No. It was them. They came to keep me. Well, I'm here now, so don't worry. I want you to come downstairs to the library with me. Come in my room first. Yes, if you wish. Why did you close the door? Look at me. I am. I'm pretty, aren't I? Very pretty, Cherry. Your face would be beautiful if it wasn't so sad. I'm young. I'm nice. I am, aren't I? I'm sure you are. Then why don't you take me in your arms? Cherry, what is this? Why don't you? Why doesn't anybody? I'm a woman. Yes, I am. You don't think I am. Just give me the chance. Jerry, stop that. Oh. Here, here. You're just all upset. No. Nobody wants me except them. Nobody. They want me. They want me so bad they'll tear down this house to get me. And they will do. If somebody doesn't take me first. I can't do it alone. No. No, not while we're here. Oh, Mr. Packer. Mr. Packard, I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, 
And Tony Randall is Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. The Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love a Mystery, Transcribed. down here, Cherry. Yes? Hey, Jack, what'd you send Reggie out for? Special job that needed to be done at once. Oh. Well, hello, Cherry. Ain't you happy? No. Well, neither is your big brother Job here, so that makes two of you. Yes, I know. Well, ain't you gonna say hello to your little sister, Job? We don't need small talk. My sisters and I understand each other. That's just the trouble. We don't. We don't what? Understand each other. We all want to love you so much, Job. And you won't let us. You crazy little fool. Job, don't talk to me like that. Don't you know these men brought you down here just to hear you talk? But I haven't got anything to say they shouldn't hear. Oh, you haven't, huh? No. Did you think I did? Look, I don't know anything about it. I wish somebody would give me a drink. Has he had anything while I was up getting cherry? Nope, not a drop. All right, pour him another jigger. Jigger? It's not even a drop of water on a hot stove. Job, I wish you wouldn't drink. Yeah. Yes. Why do you? The same reason Faye indulges herself in vulgar language. The same reason Hope's devoting her life to chauffeurs. The same reason you... What, Job? What am I? The same reason you're the way you are. But what am I? What is it I am? I want to know. I've got to know. Can't you see she's driving me nuts? Why don't you pull her off? I wish you'd answer a question, Job. What did you mean, she's the way she is? No, thank you. And have them on my neck? Them? That's right. Cherry's mysterious they. The little people. Hey, you believe they are around, too? Very much around. They are going to destroy this house before they're through. Not while we're here to prevent it. Yes, they will. Because they will have completed the job here before you realize who they are. The Martins will come to ugly and early deaths one by one. It'll seem so strange, so unnatural, utterly unsolvable. And all the time, they will be right under your nose. They... These murdering little people who've been closing in on Cherry and the rest of this household. Now, will you please give me another shot of that brandy? Jack. Jack, look at Cherry. Why does she eat? Cherry. Cherry, do you hear me? Oh. Oh, yes. I was thinking. About what? I didn't know anyone realized how dangerous they were except me. There's not a bit of blood in your face. Are you all right? Yes, I'm all right. But now I know why Job is drinking so much. Why is Job drinking? Well, why? Because he's as frightened as, as I am. Is that true, Job? No. Mr. Packard. Yes? Where are Faye and Hope and Grandma? Faye and Hope are locked in their bedrooms. Your grandmother's in her suite on the third floor. C- could they come down here? I suppose they could, if there's any good reason for it. Yes, there is. I'll have to know what it is first. Job has something to tell all of us. Job? Hey, what are you talking I about? I promise you. I promise you he will tell something. But everybody's got to be here. You might as well save yourself the trouble. I haven't got anything to say to anybody. If he doesn't tell you, I will. I promise. She's crazy. I don't know. But I think we'll try it. 
Doc. Yeah? Go up and ask Grandma Martin to come down here. And then get Faye and have her help you bring Hope down. Wake Hope up? Is she still asleep? Yes, yeah, she may still be a little weak. Okay. Oh, just a minute. See that she's warmly dressed. Person coming out of a heavy dose of chloroforms in danger of pneumonia. Yeah, I'll take care of her. Look here, Packard, I don't like this. You don't like what? It just happens I don't want to see my grandmother right now. Why not? That's my affair. Sorry, you'll have to stay. I haven't got anything to say, and neither is Cherry. But I have, Job. I'm not going to stay, and that's all there is to it. Job, sit down. You heard what I said. I said sit down. I punched you once tonight, and I can do it again if I have to. When are you going to sit down? You're being almighty high-handed in this house. Your grandmother gave me full authority. Now sit down and relax. Strong-arm method. Yeah, that's better. Sometimes a strong arm is the only thing people understand. At least give me another drink. No. You've had enough for now. I've never had enough. I never will have enough. Enough of what? Well, speak up. Enough of what? Job thinks he needs a drink, Mrs. Martin. Nonsense. Everyone tries to make Job appear worse than he is. Job, dear... Would you like a cup of coffee? No, I wouldn't like a cup of coffee. Oh, don't be naughty now, Job. Oh, nuts. Hello, Grandma. What's wrong with you now? Nothing. Nothing, Grandma. And I'd like to know who moved the chairs in this library. Chairs? Certainly. They're not where they belong at all. Well, I'm afraid I'm responsible for that. Indeed. Well, they go right back where they belong. Get up, Terry. Yes, Grandma. May I help you? You know where they go? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid not. Well, then stand out of the way. Just as you like. <laughs> Well, hello. <laughs> Did someone touch one of Grandma's precious chairs? Oh, hello, Faye. Hi, Miles. Hello, Job. How's drinking these days? Ha <laughs> ha. Great joke. Come on, Grandma. Relax. Mind your manners, Faith Martin. <laughs> oh, those chairs of hers have been sitting in exactly the same spot in the library for 40 years. She knows where they belong to the fraction of an inch. I certainly do. There. Now, the room looks like something. Where's Doc and Hope? They're coming. Hope's feeling pretty good, so I came on down. What's happening now? Cherry and Job have an interesting surprise for us. Oh, Job's not going to confess he's responsible for the baby, is he? <laughs> Don't be vulgar, Faye. Take your own chair, Cherry. Yes, Grandma. Job, come here to your chair beside me. Look, Grandma, will you lay off me tonight? Job. All right, Grandma, anything you want. Say, what is this? What do you mean, Job's own chair? Some more of Grandma's discipline. When we were kids, we each had our own chair, and... Every evening we had to sit in that particular chair and listen to Grandma read to us. Kept you from running the streets. You mean all these years you've always sat in the same chair in its same position? It was the law. You must have ruled with an iron hand, Mrs. Martin. I did, and I'm proud of it. Yes, but you're not quite so proud of what you made out of us, are you? I'll thank you not to blame inherent wickedness onto me. Any bad in you children came from your mother's side of the family. You leave our mother out of this, Grandma. <laughs> You can take it our mother wasn't a Martin. And that she probably died to get out from under the thumb of Grandma. Job, you've never said an unkinder word in your life. That pays you back for your jab at our mother. Oh, you're an ungrateful boy, Job. Okay, I'm ungrateful. Yeah, everybody's in the library. Oh, here they come. They're kind of weak, you. You better sit down here. Hope, take your own chair. Hey, what you mean? Hope's in no condition to walk She can around. walk over here to her own chair. Well, I swear to Grandma. That's all right. I'm wobbly, but I'm game. Come on. Well, I don't mind telling you, Grandma. The more I see you, the more I don't like you. Keep a little tongue in your head. There you are. Okay? Yes, I'm perfectly all right. Well, I think this is your first appearance among the living, if you call this living, since your attack of chloroform. Yes, and it's nice being alive, if you're interested. I want to ask you a question about that later. About being alive? No, about who did it. Well, I can save the interview right now by saying I was asleep when it happened. You didn't wake up while it was being given? If I did, I went right out again. And you've no idea who did it? No. 
Not even whether it was a man or a woman? No. Come now, what's all this about? I think you asked for our presence down here, didn't you, Mr. Packard? That's right. This is to be Cherry's show. Cherry and Job's. What's the matter? Have they been after her again? This has nothing to do with they. Yes, it does. It has everything to to do with them. I understood either Job here was going to make a confession or that you were going to make the confession for him. What sort of nonsense is this? It's true, Grandma. It's true. Job, what are you going to confess? Nothing. Cherry's got bats in her belfry and they've got her going in circles. Mr. Packard, you mean you brought us all down here simply on the word of this neurotic girl? I'm not neurotic... You don't say that about me. Mrs. Martin, if you'll please just let me go ahead with this in my own way. But the child's utterly irresponsible. Please. Oh. Now then, Job. Don't look at me. I haven't anything to say. Cherry? Job, why don't you tell them? Why don't you make a clean breast of the whole thing? What are you talking about? The murder of the chauffeur. Cherry Martin, are you accusing your brother, Job? Be still, Mrs. Martin. I never heard Mrs. anything. Mrs. Martin. Well, I never did. Is that what you're doing, Cherry? Accusing Job of the chauffeur's murder? Yes. Why, you little double cross? It doesn't matter, Job. It doesn't matter. You'll never be punished for it. You're crazy. I suppose I'm the one who tried to chloroform Hope here, huh? Suppose I've been pushing you downstairs and slashing you. Just a minute, Job. Cherry, what do you mean, he'll never be punished for it? Because they'll get him before the law dies. Cherry, what do you mean? It's true, Hope. It's true. Uh, are you trying to give us all the creeps? Why are you all looking at me like that? Stop looking at me like that, do you hear? So the good-natured drunk killed the chauffeur, and they are going to get him before the law does, eh? Can I help it if that's the way it is? Can I? Can I? Doc. Yeah? Keep an eye on Job. You bet you. If you ask me, Jack... Oh, hey, who turned out the light? Quiet. Listen. The baby. The baby. Doc, get the light on. I gotta feel my way around. Darned if it don't sound like it's right here in this room. Hurry up. Turn on that light. Got it. All right. Everyone stay right where he is. You all right? All of you? I don't want to be vulgar, but I feel like something laid a hard-boiled egg in the pit of my stomach. The baby cried. It's a warning. It's a warning to Joe. Nonsense. I won't have it. What I want to know is how those lights were turned off. No one was within six feet of that switch. But the baby, the warning... Doc, you stand there right beside that switch from now on. Okay, fella. I'd like to see it. Oh! Job! Job! He's been shot through the head. The gun with the silencer. Yes. Oh, Job, darling. Oh, Job, Job. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? They want all of us dead. transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. All right, guys. I know I learned some new words from this episode. 
Especially the first one. So, uh, spifflicated. Spifflicated is a good word for drunk. When she, uh, when Faye's describing her brother. Yep. He's pretty spifflicated right now. She's got a lot of good sayings in this first episode. When she's like, don't look at me. I'm just a stranger here myself. She has the, she, her delivery is perfect. Perfect. And, uh, because she's such a smart ass. And uh, she's one of my favorite characters from this. Like, oh, she's absolutely my favorite character. <laughs> so, I skipped ahead, so. Yeah. Yeah. But Teresa was listening with me last night. Yeah. And she was snickering every time she would come on. And then when uh, Cher- Cherry would come on. Oh, God. She's like, why does she talk like that? <laughs> <laughs> she gets uh, attacked in these episodes pretty badly. And she she pulls it off really well. Yeah, if it wasn't for them or they, yeah. hey. she wouldn't be scared of anything. Nope. I think I think Faye's best line was, "I was born in a refrigerator and I never thought out." When they were, I love that one because they were bugging them. Like Doc was like, "Why aren't you guys? Well, you girls are beautiful. Why aren't you married?" And she was like, "Yeah, well, because I was born in a refrigerator and never burnt, like thought out." Was like, that in the first one? That was in episode seven. So it's just like, yeah, Faye had some amazing I, I like lines Faye. in this. In this, a little bit more into the mystery of where the baby is. A little bit more of. This was kind of like the the intermission, the intermission, like setting up the last part of the storyline. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit drier, but a lot more getting into the you know the characters right now. Not so much like them looking for the murderer or the killer or yeah. whatever. I'll say this: I, I've been listening to a lot of these, <clears throat> besides just this one, and I listened to the one right before this series. The cat that kills or something. Fear creeps like a cat? Yeah, fear creeps like a cat. And after that one, I realized how annoying Doc is. Yeah? <laughs> it, it just bothers me for some reason. Because I listened to this this one first, went through it, Doc didn't bother me at all. But after listening to the one previous to it, and then going back into this one and listening to it again, he's an annoying character. but this series just keeps getting better and better you kind of see some of the detective skills of jim um some of the stuff that's taking place especially in the time frame that this is in the what the 40s right yep where sherry or share sherry gets scraped up and then doc's like you gotta go take your clothes off and you know i'm like you know yeah. it's funny so she hides behind a like a like a door or one of those like you know screens screens right and Faye's helping her take her clothes off and she's passing them to doc and yep doc's like slip dress top doodad yep bottom doodad <laughs> what stockings. else do you want the skin <laughs> yeah i remember that what do you what else yep. do you want the skin and then they they were like we need your clothes. And face like, oh, no, what? <laughs> She's like, she has this response like, um, nobody asks a girl to take her clothes off. Like, you know. Like, well. God, I love, I love Faye. Yeah. No, fantastic character. Um, you know, it was, you know, you learn about more of grandmother being a control freak. Mm-hmm. This is where the drunk sits. And this is where. In the library where yeah. all the kids have the exact same spot since they were children. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, and just, 
you know, some of the stuff that takes place, for example, everybody got sent back to their rooms, but Faye and Shard or the Char- Charity. Charity are in the same room. Well, why didn't they put her up on the third floor? They never really, well, that's what Jim wants, you know. Jack? Jack, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, there's so many names going in my head with listening to this. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, but, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I think they, they were like, they're still, we couldn't put them in Sherry's room because it was still full of, it wasn't Sherry's room that had the ether no. in it. It was Hope's. Hopes. Hopes. Yeah. Yeah. So they couldn't use Hope's room because it was still full of ether. So they put the two girls in Faye's, Faye's room. room. But where was Hope then? She was still sleeping it off. In her room? With the butler. I don't, I don't know. I can't <laughs> because I think she was still in her room, right? It, but they weren't worried about the grandmother at all. Nope. They're like, oh, let that let her die. She's uh, <laughs> an old bitch. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to grandma. No, that's what, no. That's what Jack says. She's, She's like, an old battle axe. Um, she'll be fine. This is just a fantastic story with the original voices and everything. Because again, I've listened to some of these other ones, and the voices don't sound quite right. And Nick explained that already. That you know they went back and redid these. As they're older and they just sound they, off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like old time radio fans got together and found the scripts and yeah. reproduced some episodes with different characters, like actors and stuff. And occasionally they got the guy that played Jack to do some of them. So. Right. But this is a true mystery. This is a good suspense and just excellent, excellent show. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. We only got two weeks left of this. Then we can then we can move on to something else, or we can keep going. We'll decide. We'll see what happens when this series ends. If you guys want to keep going, okay, yeah, absolutely, cool. All right, so uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. It's been Nick, Kirk, Ryan.